What's going on, folks? Ty from BreakerCulture.com. I hope you're doing well. This is episode 27 of Breaker Culture Weekly. Thanks so much for joining. Uh, this week, we have another great episode. We talked to uh, Sarah from Cadority Cards. For those that don't know Cadority, Cadority is a organization that focuses on helping kids get involved in collecting. They do it not just on the nonprofit kind of uh, blessing needy kids side of things, but also just helping kids who just want to collect and you want to get in and send them a gift and They'll specialize the gift for them and make it really unique. Um, so we spent a little bit of time talking with Sarah here in the background of Cadority, and I think you'll enjoy that. We also talked to Matt from Cardboard Treasures. Matt was on a couple months ago, and uh, we just break down week four of the NFL. We break down a couple big-time products that came out this week, 2018 Bowman Chrome and 2018 National Treasures Baseball. We get his thoughts on the products, how it's breaking, where the value is, and uh, it's good. I think you'll enjoy the discussion. Um, we also bring up a couple divisive subjects when it comes to checklists releasing on time and allocations and then a couple more things. So tune in. Listen to the whole thing. I think you'll like it. We love your thoughts. So be sure to jump onto the uh, landing page and leave some comments and we'd be happy to answer your questions or, or listen to your feedback. Um, with that being said, we have also updated our checklist, our checklist headquarters on our main site. So go to breakerculture.com and you'll see checklist headquarters at the very top of the page. Checklist headquarters is really our spot where we just put together interactive checklists for all the sports. So for this season, uh, NBA hasn't had enough products yet to really create these interactive checklists, but for the current football season and the current baseball season, and you can go in there and you can interact with your checklist find the teams you like, see how the, the teams look across all the products, pick a player you like, look how the players look across all products, see the odds of you getting an autograph or a relic or however you want to break it down. We give you all of that flexibility to run your own insight and to spend your dollars wisely. Purpose of Record Culture is to help you become a better and more wiser investor when it comes to collecting your cards and become more of an educated hobbyist. So that's one of the things that I think folks is continuing to need to take advantage of. We also changed the color scheme on the, the uh, checklist because if you didn't know this, about 6% of men are colorblind. And I tend to forget that. And so we changed the color scheme to accommodate for the men that might be colorblind and you'll be able to see the differences and and scales and the shades and you'll uh it'll be useful for you so go check it out checklist headquarters right on the front page and uh, give us your feedback we always want to make sure we're, we're tailoring those to meet your needs so um other than that enjoy the show sarah good morning how are you good morning good how are you good How's the weather down in Georgia? Rainy. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, get, finally. Get, we hadn't had rain in a while. <laughs> oh, really? Do you guys have like a rainy season down there or, or no? No. No, it's hit or miss. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, I feel like in, in Kansas City here, we get like the first part of fall and the first part of spring. We just get dumped on with rain. So oh, wow. Yeah, we non-stop. don't have fall and spring here. <laughs> <laughs> It's either it goes from straight summer to winter and back and forth. So yeah, I have a buddy that just moved to Columbus, Georgia, and uh, I don't know how close it is to where you are, but he was saying that that's the one thing hours. he misses. Two hours, okay. The one thing he misses most is the seasons. He said this, yeah, constant sweating that's, is what he can't get past. 
Yes, the humidity. Georgia does not. Have, I mean, we've had 70, 80 degree days in January. So, yeah. And then a week later, have an ice storm. Oh, my goodness. But you got some good football down there because that year round yep. weather. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> That's right. Well, cool. Well, I'm excited to hear more about Cadority Cars. I know uh, in the hobby, you guys have started to grow quite a bit and, and a lot of uh, a lot of uh, excitement around Cadority Cars. So let's just start with maybe you giving a brief synopsis of what's going on at Cadority and, and then we'll dig into some of the details. Okay. So we um... – you know, our, our main goal at Cadorty is to want to put a positive mark, um, influence the hobby with the kids. Mm-hmm. Um, we all know that the kids are the future of the hobby. So um, we started putting together packages to send out to the kids. They're mm-hmm. 450 a package. We um, will include 50 to 75 cards of the kids' favorite teams. If they collect four teams, put those in the notes section and we'll make sure they get all four of the teams that they collect. Oh, cool. Anything that has been donated to us hit wise or base cards, anything, it all goes back into the packages for the kids. Awesome. Okay. So most of the cards that you are, maybe all the cards that you're getting are donated from various breakers or individuals and you're putting those together in packages and sending them out to kids. Yes. So we have, you know, everybody from around the hobby community reaching out, where can I donate? So mm-hmm. we're getting boxes at a time. So we take them when we get them, we sort them into teams. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as, you know, we get our orders in, we make sure it's the teams that are being sent out to the kids. So it's not just random cards. Right. Uh, if the kid has a favorite player, we try to make sure we include as many of those players in that as well. Okay. Nice. That's interesting. So, I love it. First off, I love it. And I totally agree with you. Kids are the future of the hobby. Um, mm-hmm. So what what kind of spawned this idea? I mean, what was the mission behind this when it all started? So we, um, you know, we have been trying to find a way to give back. Bug City Breaks had done a charity mm-hmm. um, event for my son. Um, you know, and everybody in the community had jumped in. They'd helped us out so much. It helped cover bills and medical equipments and things for him. So we've been trying to find a way to, to give back. And everybody talks about, you know, the kids are the hobby or, you know, are the future. We need to find a way to get the kids more involved. And we've seen somebody get a mail day. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, just kind of started out with, we're going to send, we were going to be the middleman. Like we were going to try to get people within the hobby to send to other kids within the hobby. And then it, it just started taking off from there. And then we had, you know, parents, I don't want other people having my address, which is very understandable. So then we became, you know, like if you want to send us the cards, we'll send them out to the kids. So we did start this off as, you know, we were, we were milling these out for free to the kids until we started picking up more and more. And then we're like, okay, we're kind of onto something here. Let's, you know, we're going to have to agree on a price, you know, something that's still affordable for the kids that we can send these out to the parents. So. I love it. But yeah, just, uh, you know, like I said, just, it's not even just the, the cards and everything else. It's, Making a kid's day, yeah. you know, just having a package in the mail for that child and seeing their name on a package, it makes their day. Absolutely. So how are you, how are you finding these kids? And is there a list of, of kids that you're kind of building up or what, what's kind of the process behind that? That's, 
kind of been the big question in my mind as I look at things. So we did, we started out with, you know, parents would, parents of within the hobby that we talked to. So a lot Mm -hmm. of our friends, um, you know, at first they were adding their kids. Well, then we started the groups. And so we were spreading the word. And then, you know, we were making a list of where we were sending out each month. So now we have a website that the parents can go on, sign the kids up. Um, you know, we ask for their name, their birthdays, because we are in the works to try to do something for birthday packages. Okay. We haven't got there just yet. So, um, but we will, we'll add them to the list. So, you know, each month, I don't know if you've seen the giveaways, we try to do a giveaway each month mm-hmm. of all the kids that we have sent to, you know, rather they buy each month or if they've just bought one time, we try to include those kids in the giveaway. And then we also do a giveaway for, you know, paid purchase or per purchase packages. Gotcha. Okay. Oh, very nice. Okay. So, so no necessarily any pre-qualifications to sign a kid up. You can just go in there and sign them up and yes, yes, we do not. So we've had, sorry, we've had a few people ask about, you know, are you just sending to needy kids or Uh anything like that? We want all kids involved. So we are working on a sponsorship program for needy kids. You know, if the parents cannot afford the packages, we already have a few kids that we do send to free each month. You know, if the parents can't afford it or special circumstances, things like that, we will send the package to the kid. But we want to get more kids that we can send to. You know, we've got a few people that are helping us with sponsorship packages for those. Okay. I see. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I I, I think that's probably probably a common misconception um and it's yeah. no fault of yours and i think it's a good i think it's a good definitely a good thing because mm-hmm. there's a there's a, a fine balance between making kids aware and, and making their day and then also blessing the kids that are needy and yes and yeah we yeah, want to make good. sure you know that we can include everybody so yeah. that's great so how long have you actually been doing this then i know you have a, a larger team as well so we started this April, we started sending out our first packages. So the end of March is when the idea had come about. Okay. Wow. So things are moving really quick for you. Yes. A lot quicker than we had expected. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, so how many folks are, are kind of lending a helping hand or are working on it with you? So we have, um, you know, Buck City Breaks. They help run our webpage. They help us mm-hmm. get the word out. You know, anything they can do, they help us a lot with it. Um Chris Plowman and Melissa Plowman out in California, they, you know, are our right-hand mans. We split packages 50-50. They get donations sent to them. They do the sorting process as well. Um, But, I mean, the people that have sent in the donations, we've had hundreds of people send in stuff to us. I mean, it is like a big community project here. Hmm. So we have help from all over, you know, as far as helping us get the donations, helping us spread the word. You know, we've had people reach out to companies like, hey, do you want to help them? Yeah. Um, We do work with Upper Deck and Tops. So, you know, they send us products and things like that as well. Awesome. What's up with Panini? What's their deal? So we have spoke to Panini. We haven't gotten a clear answer back yet. (laughs) So... (laughs) Um, but yes, we have spoke with them. All right. Um, uh, we'll put a bug in there for you too. We'll let them know. (laughs) Okay. Thank you. (laughs) Um, that's cool. I I mean, that's the one thing that I think people don't realize about this hobby is that there's a lot of goodness in the hobby. 
like I think there's a lot of good intentions and you're you're a great example of it. A lot of folks are coming around you and we, we want to make you guys successful and want to see your ultimate mission achieved. So that's that's exciting. Yeah. Very exciting. Yeah, we do. We've we see a lot of great in this hobby. That's the one thing that keeps us around and wanted us to, you know, be a part of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So what um what's what's kind of your collecting story? Do you were you collecting before? Were you aware of, of sports cards in general or what? Uh, um, tell me about that. Yeah. So I collected as a kid. I was, you know, I collected baseball cards as a kid. Okay. Um, and then probably about 11 or 12, we just kind of fell off the map with it. And <laughs> you matured and grew up, grew up. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then, um, so back in May, John had come across, you know, Bug City Breaks and, mm-hmm. you know, kind of intrigued with it. And, you know, hey, look at what these cards are now. Like, it was nothing like what we what we got as kids. Yeah. Um, you know, so that got us interested. And in, I think about June's when I joined back in, within the hobby. Um, so I, I'm a Derrick Henry collector. <laughs> oh, OK. Um, so we. um we also, so Thurman Thomas had did a t-shirt for my son Jace is another one of his benefits with 26 shirts. And he, so we collect Thurman Thomas things for him. We've had a lot of people send us in, you know, jerseys and helmets. And, you know, that was another thing that kind of helped with this idea is seeing like everybody wanting to help us and, you know, sending stuff for Jace to have for his collection for when he gets older. Cause mm. I just I think that's going to be a neat story for him to have a story behind his collection. So you know that's yeah. what we were thinking too. Like other kids could benefit from this, like they would love it. So yeah, no doubt, so. no doubt. So so I'm curious. A couple couple questions came to mind here. What uh, first off, what's the connection with Derrick Henry? Are you guys Alabama fans? Are you Titans fans, or what's the? Well, I'm a I'm a Penn State fan. Okay, uh, but. I, I love Alabama football. I mean, I love Nick Saban. I, I just love his coaching style. Um, and <laughs> you mean like Derek that he Henry wins? Just, <laughs> or when he loses or, you know, if they're they're cutting it close or whatever, his his attitude. I love it. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, I, you know, I started watching Derrick Henry the last, you know, two years. He was playing at Alabama. And I, I don't know. I just. Yeah. I like I like seeing him play. I don't blame you. I don't blame you at all. What? Uh, so what? And how did how did Thurman Thomas kind of enter the equation? I mean, that, that's that's kind of a it's kind of a fun name to have involved in everything that's happened. It, yes, it is. So we, um, John was speaking to Dale, um, uh-huh. one that owns Twenty Six Shirts, and he was trying to figure out a time to put Jace, you know, in the benefits. And then he had reached out to us and let us know. He's like, we've got a Hall of Famer that's wanting to. Um, you know, he's wanting to help out. So they did a Therminator t-shirt. Oh, and so, you know, I think it was $8 off every shirt, you know, they donated towards Chase's cause. Uh-huh. So, that is yeah, cool. it was, that's very cool. Yeah. Yes. Hmm. So what, um, yeah, so you've been around since February, March. What, uh, what would you say is kind of the story or two that stuck out to you the most? Maybe the, the, the one defining story that you love telling people about, Anything come to mind? Um, well, okay. So we do have, um, we have one kid and this is where we want to do, you know, the birthday packages. Mm -hmm. We had, it was 
I believe May. I'm hoping I'm not getting his birthday wrong. So we <laughs> Don't had say his name. Out. No, I'm not going to. So we had reached out to um, his dad about sending him some birthday packages. And, you know, he was okay with it. So we ended up, I believe that kid got about 10 or 11 packages from different people. And his dad was posting pictures every day. And I mean, just the smiles on his face. And, you know, he was so thankful for everybody sending these packages out to him. You know, that was another thing that just really had brought it to us. Like what a change we can make. Yeah. You know, like it, it made his day, like just getting these cards in the mail and, you know, something that's what we say all the time, like something so simple as base cards that most people think is just in their way. Yeah. These kids are loving them. Yeah. We've had multiple conversations about this in the past where, you know, I'll open cards with my kids and Mm-hmm. The, the most obscure cards possible will be the ones that stand out to them. And, it, and you, you kind of want to say, hey, you don't realize like these aren't worth anything. But you, <laughs> yeah, obviously you don't yeah. want to say that to them because they're just loving uh-huh. it. And that you see you see them filling up their books with these particular cards and trading with yep. their friends for these cards. And I, That's how I my know. kids are. <laughs> and, and, I, and I love that. And that's what it's really all about, obviously. That's what yep. it's all about. Um, the biggest yeah, thing if it's was got a, a little bit of shine to it, you know, yeah. then that's, that really draws their attention. <laughs> that's right. I, uh, I've been very careful though. I haven't allowed them to go down that path of, uh, Yu-Gi-Oh and Pokemon. So I keep trying to let them just figure out a way to enjoy the baseball and basketball and football cards. Yeah. So <laughs> the Pokemon cards are not cheap. <laughs> so we do offer non-sports cards as well. We have Pokemon. We have Star Wars. Um, we've got a few Walking Dead, WWE, different cards that kids have asked for. We have we do have those available. We don't we're limited on them, but we do have them available. Okay, that's that's good to know. Do you, do you sort those by teams and players? <laughs> <laughs> Those are very random. <laughs> as they should be. As they uh-huh. should be. That's funny. Um, so what would you say is has been kind of the biggest struggle so far with running things? What what's kind of surprised you with how hard it's been? You know, we really haven't haven't had a lot of problems, honestly. You know, mm-hmm. knock on wood. Um you know, like it, it's all come so easy. And like, so we wasn't expecting to be where we are now. Yeah. So we haven't really, you know, we have, we have made some mistakes, you know, we are learning along the way. Um, you know, I had a guy reach out not too long ago and it was on me. Um, mm-hmm. I had packaged his stuff together and instead of putting his cards in a team bag, I taped them, um, because I had taped, I was thinking I had team bags and taped them around each other. I don't know what happened that night, but, you know, we do make mistakes. You know, he reached out. He was very nice about it. You know, we apologize. You know, thank you for bringing it to our attention. And that's what we tell these parents all the time. You know, if you do not receive your package, please let us know. We have had two kids packages that still have not come up. Um, you know, there's the kids, there they are. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Um, you know, so as soon as the parent tells us, Hey, my package still has not been received, you know, we tried to get them another one out, you know, no questions asked. So, gotcha. Um, 
you know, yeah. like I said, that we're going to make mistakes. We try to, you know, like I beat myself up for days when the guy told me that, but trying to figure out what I did wrong that day. But, um, you know, we do strive for perfection, but we're, you know, like I said, we're learning. We're, we're still changing things as we go. We're still trying to, we're actually trying to build the program as well. So, but we tell people all the time, your feedback is always welcomed. You know, yeah. if you see something that you want to see, let us know. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. What where do folks give you feedback most often? Is it Twitter or emails? Yes. How, okay. Yes. Twitter is our, our main kind of main main spot for feedback communication platform. Okay. Yes. That's good to know. We do okay. have, you know, we have a Facebook page. We've got the Twitter page. We have email, but um, that is our biggest platform. We just hit our thousand follower mark this week. So I saw that. That's awesome. Yes. Oh yeah. I, I feel like that's kind of the big threshold on Twitter. If you can get to a thousand, I know you're good. People take you serious. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I don't we, even have a thousand on personal Twitter. So that's right. I think people think there's no way this organization or company duped 1,000 people. So they must be legit. <laughs> yep. <laughs> nice. That many That's people fun. follow you. You're good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, you have to, are you guys on Instagram? We are not yet. Okay. Um, so we are looking to build that platform next. Yeah. I think I could see that being a, a fun one with maybe dads or moms ta tagging their kids and pictures and all that. Yes. Good, the cool moments being able to put those on Instagram, be, be kind of nice. uh huh. And that uh, is one thing we truly love is the the mail day pictures. You know, we yeah. we know not every parent will post a picture, and that's fine too. But we do love seeing the pictures of the kids. That's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Very cool. Um, so, what's the biggest need? What what can uh, collectors kind of come around and, and support you guys with? Obviously, sending cards. What what? Tell us what we need to do to help you guys out. Um, yes, the donations of the cards of, is our biggest. Um, okay. You know, like I said, we've got some breakers who will let their customers now choose the option of donating their base cards. Uh, you know, and they'll tell us, "Hey, we're going to get a box up. You know, do a flat rate box. Once it's filled, we'll send it to y'all." So you have, you know, a few breakers that do have that option. Um, you know, anybody that does that has cards they want to donate, just reach out to one of us. You know, like I said, Kid Artie cards on Twitter. Find us on Facebook. Um, you know, Kid Artie cards at gmail.com. And that's cards with a K. <laughs> mm -hmm. yep. um, you know, and that any of those platforms, you can reach out. We'll give you addresses um, of where you can ship them to. You know, like I said, we're trying to start this new sponsorship program. So anybody that wants to sponsor a child, let us know. Or if you have a kid that needs to be sponsored, we're also looking for those as well. Awesome. Okay. We want people to know that, you know, if you can't afford, and I know, you know, 450 don't sound like a lot to a lot of people, but when you're struggling, it's, it's hard at times. Yep. So, yep. and we understand that completely. So, or if your child, you know, if you just need, needs a pick me up, they've had a bad day or they're getting ready to go to the hospital for treatment or something like that. Let us know, let us send them a package and, you know, just a little something, let them know we're thinking about them. Heck yeah. Absolutely. No, I love that. Yeah. So folks, I'll put all the details that, uh, Sarah just mentioned in the show notes. So be sure to click, um, the Facebook and the Twitter and, and follow Cadority and all that good stuff. Um, cool. All right. So before I let you go, and this is a, this is a common theme in breaker culture. Uh, we're going to do a little something we call rapid fire. 
Um, so okay. I'm going to ask you, I'm going to ask you six or seven random questions that I've, I've put together and just kind of stream of consciousness, what comes to mind and have fun with it. Cool. Okay. And if folks, <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah, it'd be good as, as normal. No one's prepped for this. If you could have any spokesman or spokeswoman for Cadority cards, who would it be? Anybody in the world? Anybody in the world? I mean, I don't know. I would, I would almost say Thurman Thomas, just because of our story with him. Yeah. Okay, Derek Henry or Thurman I mean, Thomas. I know, I know there's so <laughs> many good ones out there. Okay. All right, Thurman Thomas, it is. Uh, Reese's peanut butter cups or Kit Kat? What's your preference? Kit Kats. <laughs> nah, no hesitation there. Nope. Um, guilty pleasure phone app. What app do you find Toy yourself? Blast. Whoa, what was that? Toy Blast. Toy Blast. Obviously, that's a game. Toy Blast. It is. <laughs> okay. Um, so, uh, yeah, that's a it's a big competition between me and John who gets further on the level. So started out as just nothing but then uh yeah it's a big competition between us <laughs> so. yeah, all right we'll, we'll have to try that it sounds like uh yeah I, like I, I come away with a new app every week and so <laughs> um cool. it, it's what? addicting after a while <laughs> oh i bet yeah as any guilty pleasure app is uh -huh. um, what's uh what's kind of the more productive app on your phone what, what app do you find yourself using to kind of drive productivity for yourself i said absolutely twitter <laughs> okay um, you know, that is our bigger, bigger app. So are you, uh, you use the actual Twitter app or do you use one of those third party apps? No, I use the actual Twitter app. Okay, cool. Okay. What, uh, what's the best book you've read recently? The best book recently would be, oh, so I just did a, um, autism speaks book. I know that's more, I, I do more the educational <laughs> okay, okay. So, because we have been on the search for so long with my son and he did just get, you know, the autism diagnosis. So, uh -huh. so autism speaks book. Okay. Mm -hmm. Probably not going to be a New York times bestseller. I'm guessing. Nope. Nope. But I'm sure on that topic, it's uh, probably a necessary read. Um, yeah. What uh, I don't get much free time for stuff like that anymore. Yeah, so. I, I can imagine. You have three kids, and I have a few kids myself. Mm -hmm. So t time is yeah. a hot commodity. Yes. What uh, you do? You watch Netflix or Amazon Prime? Any of those two? So yes, we just got the Fire Stick. So we do Amazon Prime. Right. Um, outside of football, we have not explored much on TV lately. So okay. And obviously, we got Alabama. the fire state for, for the football shows. So, oh, gotcha. That's a good idea. So you're uh, yeah. you're unplugged then. You're untethered. Uh -huh. No, no cable. You're yes. using fire. Okay, good for you. Good for you. Okay. Uh, well, I was going to ask what's your favorite movie you've seen recently, but it sounds like you might not have seen one recently. Um. No, actually. Um. So the shack I watched recently. Um, okay. We have, you know, some ties with that movie that, you know, it's, it's kind of a kind of hit hard. So we mm. um, we lost our nephew last year, about October 6th will be a year ago, um, you know, to a to an accident, very tragic accident, you know, that uh, we were not expecting. So kind of the same feels with the movies. So gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, that, that seems like it's one that 
you need to have a box of tissues next to you. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Okay. Uh, last question for you. So what, um, what college player – um, not right now. Let's play college. So Alabama, where, whatever college you want to say. What college player do you find yourself most excited about? Uh, Trace McSorley, Penn State quarterback. Nice, Trace McSorley. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. I think he's. I think he's going to surprise some people. So yeah. <laughs> we're we're very excited about the Ohio State Penn State game this weekend. Yeah. So that's going to be the highlight of our weekend. <laughs> You know, win or lose, it's going to be a good game. (laughs) Heck yeah. What time is that game? Saturday? 8 o'clock. Ooh, nice. Prime time. Yes. Yep. And we're at home, so. (laughs) Heck yeah. Well, cool. Well, Sarah, it's been a pleasure. We we appreciate what you're doing in the hobby, and and I look forward to helping expand your your base a little bit, and hopefully the folks around us can help support you guys. So thanks so much. I know. We really appreciate you having us on. Hey, you got it. Have have a great day. You too. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed that conversation with Sarah from Cadority Cards. Um, They've been around for, what, six months? And they've already sent out 550-plus packages to kids. And they gave out 150 packages at the National this past year. So they're doing a lot of cool stuff, getting kids involved in cards and uh, finding ways to bless folks that – bless kids that – um, maybe have no opportunity to to get involved in cards. So love what they're doing. They're also looking at ways at partnering with some folks in Canada. Uh, a gentleman named Louie up there is helping uh, fine-tune the things that are going on with uh, Cadority Canada. So there'll be a cheaper shipping option for kids north of the border here pretty soon as well. Um, and they're also looking at ways for turning their company into a 5013C. Uh, so again, love what they're doing. I love how it's... Um, it's not just blessing kids and finding opportunities for them to to get involved in cards, but it's looking at ways to kind of just expand the the, the hobbies opportunity at at uh, taking care of kids and and uh, blessing them. So thanks so much for Sarah and what you're doing and the team over there, Jonathan and crew. Um, we appreciate you guys and be sure to let us continue to let us know what we can do um, to help. On to the second half of the show. Let's talk to uh, Matt from Cardboard Treasures, and let's break down what's going on in week four of the NFL and two major releases in baseball this week, um, 2018 National Treasures and 2018 um, Bowman Chrome. Enjoy. Matt, what's going on, man? How you doing? Oh, man, doing great. Just a uh, big weekend for me here, and I uh, appreciate you having me back on. Yeah, no problem. What has it been? Seven, eight weeks? I feel like it's been a couple months already. Yeah, something, yeah, something like that. Flew by. Yeah. Well, you're uh, you're filling some big shoes. Uh, Shanee's out today, so you and I are gonna <laughs> we're, we're gonna we're gonna do what Shanini Sh- would typically do and and talk about the Steelers and how great they are and and. Uh, all the other great things about the NFL that he loves to blabber about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, come on, Shani. I mean, I, I was I had to bow down to him last time because of the Steelers, and now now that I've got a little bit of ammo, uh, I'll have to hit him up. I'll have to direct. I'll have to DM him or something. You're gonna have to, absolutely. Yeah. And I encourage anybody to DM Shani S. Pellid. <laughs> <laughs> Find him on Twitter. Um, yeah, although although the Steelers did come through last uh, last Monday night, so that was a big win. Yeah, but anyway, uh, well, cool, man. A couple 
fun things I think we need to talk about. I'd love to to hear your opinion on a couple big time products that came out this week. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, Bowman Chrome. That's about as big as you get in, in the baseball side of the hobby. And oddly enough, National Treasures came out the same, like not the same day. Well, it actually, it was the same day, wasn't it? They both come out Wednesday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they did. What? Uh, let's talk about Bowman Chrome first. I mean, what's your kind of your initial reactions outside of it being overpriced? <laughs> you know that. I mean, that's the thing. It's just like. Um... You know, tops Chrome just like Inception. When you when you break a case, like last night, I did a case of HTA, and and honestly, I mean, it was a good case. There was a uh, William Contreras Orange Wave Refractor Auto to twenty five, um, uh, Floreal Base Auto, Albie's mm-hmm. Rookie Auto, and um, uh, one other one. Oh, uh, Kai Boom or Key Boom or something. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, to one fifty. So. Overall, it was, I mean, it was a good case, but man, at the price point, you know, like what the heck am I going to have to pull out of this to make it feel like a good case? Yeah. Um, so, and that's the frustrating thing. I mean, I've, I actually just posted um, hobby case break number three tonight mm-hmm. or four tonight. And I had it priced at like 330 or something below market price on a sealed case. And that's for a group break. So then you've got supplies and shipping and everything. But I think it's probably a little bit closer to where it should be. Um, you know, when, when you try to price based off of market price, it, just with a product like this, I, it's it's hard to price it to where people are going to get a good value without getting an auto to 25. Yeah, no, that makes sense. So when you say market price, are you talking, do you go to like blowout and see what the market price yeah. is? Is that what you're comparing yeah. it to? Okay. Yeah. And I, you know, there, there are times, I mean, I've got to price it where I, where I can uh, in order to sell it, but um, there are times that you know, I just, uh, there's no way I'm going to get market price out of a case and I, and some breakers do. And that's, and that's cool. That works. Um, you know, I'd, I'd love to be there, but, um, but I've also got to move product. I'm, I, I've got a 10 by 11 office and I, I just don't have space to like, b- like backstock anything. Right. Right. Nor do you want to, I'm sure. No, I mean, you're not, you're not in the business of saving up wax, although mixers and all that stuff would probably be handy in the future, but yeah, yeah, I get it. I get it. But I mean, so what? What are your customers telling you about Bowman Chrome? Was the general consensus that they liked it, or? No, you know what? It, not really. I mean, I I think most of most of my regulars aren't really prospect people, so I'm okay. noticing a lot of new names on the uh, on the scoreboard, which is cool. I mean, it brings in new people, and hopefully, some of them want to stick around for other products. Right. Um, but yeah, it's and, and so far there just hasn't been anything that's really wowed us, you know. Yeah, no, oh, that makes sense. You're uh, so your next Bowman Chrome breaks. You did you mention Hobby or HTA later today or tonight? Tonight is um, is Hobby. Okay. I, I I only got a case and a half of HTA, so I did a, my full case of HTA last night, and then I'm doing a uh, 15 spot team draft with the with the half case for tomorrow night. Oh, nice, nice. So, do you find with like Bowman Chrome, for instance, do you find it better to do teams or to do randoms? What's kind of the preference for buyers? Um, I haven't tried a random yet, but I, I always, I mean, with, with a product like this, yeah, I, I strongly prefer pick your team and just because if people are actually investing, then I think that they've got specific people that they're targeting, you know, especially with, with prospects. I mean, it's, it, it can be such a crapshoot that I mean, how do you, uh, you know, like, like for me, I, I like almost any product for, for me personally though. A prospect product does not excite me as a collector because when I open Bowman Chrome, 
I 100% think about value. That's all it is. What's it worth? What's mm-hmm. it worth? That's it. Yeah. There's nothing that I'm like, oh, okay, I'll stash that away for a few years and hopefully, you know, we'll see what happens. <laughs> right. Um, so, so it's for me as a collector, it's not that type of a product. Um, so I don't know that I would be, I, I, I guess for me, maybe a random team would work, you know, it's one of those things that, um, you know, maybe just throw a little bit of money into it and see if I get a good team or a big hit. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like if any products that we, we have in our hobby, that's the one that you, you, you can't overreact with the cards that you get because two years from now that card potentially has, you know, a ton of upside where you can't say that about a lot of products. Yeah. You know, it doesn't, other products are depreciating over time typically and, and Boma Chrome has the opportunity to appreciate. So yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, I get it. I totally get it. That's, that's a very niche market, <laughs> very yeah. niche buyer. I guess con- con- contrast that with, um, with national treasures, which oddly enough, as of yesterday was cheaper by the case than Bowman Chrome. <laughs> I think it's a, it's a few bucks more right now. I think Bowman Chrome has kind of drawn back a bit, but what, uh, what's been the reaction to national treasures baseball? Oh, it's excellent. I, you know, this, this happened. It's funny because, um, Bowman Chrome and national treasures released on the same day. Uh-huh. And if you look back to August 1st, I think it was immaculate baseball released on the same day as tops Chrome. And for for group breaking purposes, and and of course people each each breaker has their different group, and you know that group has different interests. But I I remember with Topps Chrome, just thinking, okay, let's get this Chrome out of the way because once people are have, have their bellies full of Chrome, they're going to be looking for stuff with high hits, a oh, high yeah. hit count, you know, and yep. they're they're going to want to change a pace, and that's that's when to drop immaculate. Um, and I think it's the same way with this. I mean, I've got. Tonight or last night, I did um, National Treasures case number two. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow night, I'm doing number three, but I'm doing seven of them all together. So I'm gonna wow. spread the others, spread the others out across uh, across a couple of weeks because, you know, really, I, it, it's from my experience. And again, each breaker has their different different groups of different interests. But based on my experience, after the first weekend, people are over the Chrome products, and that's just with my group. Interesting. Huh. Yeah, well, I think it, yeah, it definitely helps that you have a high end product to fall back on and people can yeah. kind of, uh, they wet their appetite and then move on. It's, it's easier, easier to do that when there's something to, to move on to. Yeah. And, uh, and I mean, honestly, like the national treasures, once the checklist finally came out, uh, the national treasures checklist, I mean, there's, there's just so much opportunity there. And I, even you look at a spot like the brewers and, you know, I think I've got the brewers priced it gosh, 34 or something like that. And I'm like, dude, I would buy, I would buy the brewers at 34 all day. Like if I was, if I was buying spots and I hate the brewers, but there's just so much opportunity there. Um, as far as like, if you're a brewers fan, you can get some awesome stuff. No kidding. 34 bucks for a case. Yeah. Yeah. For the brewers. Holy moly. Okay. Yeah. That doesn't, why not? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and what I'm doing also is, like a spot like the Yankees, I mean, if we were truly going off of just value, right? The Yankees would be six hundred bucks in NT. They just would. Um, I, it looks like they're trending between three and four hundred, is, is like for a full case. But um, I, I just, I, I need people coming back. And if somebody yeah. spends three or four hundred dollars and they and they skunk, which it's not likely with the Yankees, but if they do, um, then I might not have them next week. So what I decided to do with the Yankees is random. Uh, so four teams get the Yankees one for each box. 
and I, I was able to price it to where I was still a little bit below the uh, market price for a sealed case and random off the Yankees between four teams. Interesting. Okay. And and, and the feedback from, from that has been okay? People are okay Yeah, very good. Oh, yeah, cool. very good. Uh, yeah, it's an interesting strategy. I like that. It's different. Yeah. Um, so it gives value to every spot, too. I mean, the, totally. the Pirates the Pirates got him in, uh, I think, box one last night. Mm-hmm. And then they had an exceptionally good break and then got the Yankees for one box as well. Wow. So. That makes it fun. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a given that the Royals are probably your highest seller, right? I mean, they're... Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know what? They're actually... Um, Let's see, one, two, three, four. I think they're the fourth lowest price team, but you've got a shot at George Brett. You know, there's, yep. I mean, and with with the way I'm doing it, you got a shot at the Yankees too. So that's like probably, you know, if you if you don't want to spend thirty bucks, but you want to have a shot at the Yankees and it's some no nice uh, Hall of Fame hits or current stars like Perez, Heck yeah. and that, that's a solid spot. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. So you, you brought up an interesting point, and I think we were going to go down this path anyway, eventually. But uh, the checklist, I mean, the checklist came out on f- Friday. Did, when did it come out? Thursday or Friday? Uh, it was it, it released on Wednesday. The product released on Wednesday, but the checklist didn't come out until actually right at about 48 hours ago. It was about 1030 um, Central Time on Wednesday. Okay, so it came out on release day. Okay. Yeah. And I was and I was raging, and I was mean-tweeting Panini and everything. Yeah. So. <laughs> Uh, I, I think a, a quite a few people were doing the same thing. This is becoming commonplace, I feel like, with Panini. Where, yep. I mean, it happened the last couple releases. And I don't know if it's strategic on their part. Uh, because it's not necessarily because the checklists are bad. I mean, the checklists have, for a couple of these products have been pretty pretty good. So yeah. What do you think the logic behind this is? Do you have any inclination? I, you know, I, I truly wish that I that I knew because right now, I, I try to I, I try not to go all in on judgments on things because I'm not in their shoes so I don't know um, you know there, there are certain things that I just I'm not going to be privy to right but um, I, I can't imagine any good strategy so I, first off I, and I'm not bashing panini because I, I love a lot of their products I think they do an excellent job I think that yep. um, you know you, you take away the redemptions which are you know somewhat out of their control but you take away those and Panini points, and um, I and I really do like what they do. But to me, when it comes to baseball, Panini's the underdog. They don't have a license, so automatically you've got a certain, a, 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 I think, a big percentage of the uh, of the collectors that aren't going to consider Panini baseball products because of no logos, right? Which bothers a lot of people a whole lot more than me. But um, so if you're the underdog. I, I and not not that I'm anywhere near as big as Panini to to put myself in this type of comparison maybe, but um, I'm kind of an underdog too. I mean, you know, I'm a I'm a small breaker, small to maybe mid sized breaker, but I if I want to compete with the big breakers, what I do, I have to do the extras. I have to take a little bit extra time, a little bit extra care. Mm-hmm. I ship with cardboard, yep. and, and so I and I feel like that's how that's how mom and pop operations succeed is by doing the little things that you're not going to get you know when you go to when you go to billy bob's hardware like you're, you're getting you're getting a special a special type of attention and and uh, experience that you're not getting at right you know maybe ace hardware or something so 
and I feel like with Panini, they have to do the little things better than Tops if they're going to be competitive in the baseball market. And when Tops is releasing, when you've got two major products, Bowman Chrome and National Treasures Baseball, releasing on the same day, the way, like, if, if I were, and, and I know this is probably, this probably sounds sketchy, but if I was Panini, the day Bowman Chrome's checklist came out, I'd be like, let's get, let's drop that NT checklist today. Totally. I want to I kill all steam. Like, we knew about the Babe and Garrett dual cut auto booklet. But then there's another one that has Cy Young, Grover Creek, Cleveland Alexander, and um, either Walter Johnson or Christy Mathewson. Hmm. And that is enormous, like, to me. But there's no buzz for it because people didn't have time to see it and let the, and, and like, like digest the information. You know, they, yeah. it's just here it is and here we go. And for me personally, I mean, I, I went to the manufacturer page and copied and pasted the uh, checklist over onto a spreadsheet and it was over 7,000 rows. So it's something that takes a little bit of time and, and energy to, uh, you know, to look at the checklist and figure out what's fair pricing for different team spots. Right. I mean, like, and, and you can't just guess like Toronto, I would have, I would have priced them at like 25, 27 bucks, something like that. But they have Vlad Jr. autos in them, so that's important data. And that, and I think that was on the sell sheet or that was on some information that they released ahead of time. But um, with a lot of these teams, I mean, you can't just guess. Yeah. Yeah. No, hundred percent. And I think it's it's one of those things where Bowman Chrome is the fact they're releasing it a week early, and I mean, in, in their case this year, it was a pretty brutal checklist. Um, you have an opportunity, like you said, to really, <laughs> to really highlight how valuable NT could be. This yeah. is your chance to kind of edge back into the market, and I think they are missing it for sure. Have you had situations in, like maybe, maybe even for NT, where it's burned you or a customer's been burned because you had to price teams? But yeah. what situations were you kind of surprised with when you actually got the checklist? Uh, with this one in particular, I'm actually looking through my price list now. Toronto's a great um, example, though. I mean, Vlad Jr. popped in there. I mean, yeah, they were on the sell sheet, so you probably factored that in. But anybody else? Yeah. Um, no, just um, – hang on. Somebody was trying to call me there. There we go. Um, like like Pittsburgh, for example. So last night we did um, – Pittsburgh did really well in a break. Mm -hmm. and But I have them at $39. Usually I wouldn't have them that high, but um, there's a Hannes Wagner cut auto. And like for me, when I'm pricing the team, if there's a major – major hall of famer right cut auto i'm throwing five bucks I'm, I'm adding five to it you know yeah because for me i mean if there was a um if there was a really significant cardinal cut auto that wasn't in every product then i would i would pay the extra five bucks for a shot at that absolutely i totally agree yeah that makes but, sense yeah so i you know with any checklist there are going to be some surprises and disappointments but uh, with this particular product, it's just there's so many hits and so many uncertainties. Nolan Ryan's a perfect example, I think. Um, you know, is Nolan Ryan going to be a Met? Is he going to be an Astro? Is he going to be an Angel or a Ranger? Right. Uh, because that that significantly impacts the value of those spots. You know, Pujols, is he going to be, are they going to have Pujols Cardinal stuff? Which is awesome when they do, but um, if so, that's going to impact the value of that Cardinal spot to yeah. me. Yeah, well, especially this day and age too, where you know transparency is obviously important. But yeah. Panini's catering to group breakers more than ever before, and you would think either they're either passing checklists to breakers, certain breakers beforehand, mm 
which is not not cool, obviously. Uh, yeah. Or they're just they're just kind of giving the cold shoulder to breakers and saying, "Figure it out. Good luck." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I just don't get it. I don't get it. No, and, and I I feel like we all need to work together on it. And you know, for me, I I don't accept there's nothing we can do about it. I I just don't. My job as a breaker isn't just to open cards, smile and throw, you know, like throw the stuff in the mail the next day or whatever. My, my job is also to be an advocate for my customers. And when there's a problem or when they have feedback that needs to be passed on, I pass it on to the distributors and I feel like their job is to pass it on to the manufacturers. Yeah. Um, you know, unless, unless these manufacturers are going to give me somebody specific that I can get in contact with. Because using their contact us form certainly isn't effective. So, um, but I, I don't accept, well, you know, you're a small breaker. What are you going to do about it? Like, well, what I'm going to do about it is what I did with illusions football this year. I'm not going to order the crap. Right. So, <laughs> um, so and, and you know, I don't, I don't want to do that, but you know, I've, I've got to, I, I have to advocate for my customers, even if that means sometimes sitting out a product or, uh, being unpopular at times, or uh, I don't want to be labeled a troublemaker, troublemaker, obviously, but, right. um, but at the same time, these, these manufacturers have a responsibility that extends beyond just, uh, putting out a new release every week. Totally. Yep. No, I think it's fair. And we're going to have, yeah. uh, some folks from Panini on next week. And so I think we'll definitely something I want to bring up with them. Awesome. So that's good feedback. Um, well, cool. I, so I'm curious, have you ever thought about combining and doing like a half case of Bowman Chrome, half case of National Treasures? Yeah. I Combo? Did con- I, I considered that. The problem is people that aren't into prospects have no incentive whatsoever to buy it. And people that are into uh, yeah, and, and so it's like it, it's those two products don't like actually what I was looking at last night was um, Bowman Chrome, su- I mean, surprisingly, has, has been a little tough to fill. And I've had competitive pricing. I mean, I'm not. I'm not being irresponsible with it where I'm giving this stuff away to where they think every other breaker's cheating them or anything like that. But, right. uh, but it's been a slow fill. And so last night I was actually considering combining fillers on Bowman Chrome and national treasures. And I was <laughs> just like, man, those, those two products just, they're, they're too different. So I, I decided against it. Yeah. I could, I could see that. That, that is a different buyer. We just, we touched on yeah. it a second ago. Yeah. But in, in, the teams too, this with the the Hall of Famers and stuff. There's just a lot of, it would even out a lot of pricing, and I could see it being a pretty complex way of having to figure out how you're in. But yeah, definitely be fun. You have opposite ends of the spectrum. Yeah. But anyway, let's shift gears. Um, Cardinals, man. So you obviously you got an intense weekend ahead <laughs> in St. Louis. I, I I'm not optimistic. I, they just you know teams get hot like. When the Cardinals, the last two times they've won the World Series, it has all boiled down to them just peaking at the right time. Right. You know, they squeak into the, like, 2000, was it 2004? I guess we went to the World Series, but we, because, you know, I'm on the roster. But the Cardinals uh, went to the World Series, but then they got swept by the uh, Red Sox. Mm -hmm. And that was one of, like, I thought the Cardinals at that point were one of the best teams. Like, that was one of the best teams of the modern era. And, but it's it's the years that we just squeak into the playoffs, and um, and like that's when we hit, like have the big runs. Mm-hmm. Uh, looks like let's see, 
Your yeah, game. They're, they're, they're still in it, but your game know, back. Just... Game back. You put. Yeah. We got three against Chicago, right? Cubs yeah. are. I mean, they've locked down everything. Home field advantage. Do they yep. pl- do they play hard? I mean, who knows? They. I mean, they they have to hope the Dodgers lose. It's going to be interesting. And Dodgers play the Giants, I believe, this weekend. So the Giants are done. They're way out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it's interesting because there's going to be a lot of eyes in that series. Um, I think from a collector's point of view, um, you might argue it would be more interesting to have the Cardinals in, just with the rookies. Yeah, uh, that would. Yeah, that would be awesome. Um, and I mean, from from a collector's, I, I as much as I want to see the Cardinals in. Okay, so if the Brewers make it, I want to see them make a run. And I and I mess with Brewers fans all the time, but um, I I would I would love to see if Milwaukee gets in. I'd love to see them represent the NL. Yep. Agreed. Well, so they're already in. They're they're guaranteed a spot. They won the division. Um, well, they didn't. They did win the wild card. It's between the Dodgers oh, yeah, and the they, Cardinals. They did lock it down. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So the, the Dodgers are up one on the Cardinals. So it's going to come down to the Dodgers or the. Cardinals and both of them, the Dodgers have lost two in a row. The Cardinals have lost three in a row. Like no one wants it. Who's going to go get it? (laughs) But but it's going to be fun, man. I'm excited to see. I mean, with with uh, Ronald Acuna in the playoffs, yeah, guaranteed a series with the Yankees rookies in the playoffs. Uh, I'm I'm really excited. I'm more excited this year to watch the playoffs than I have been in a few years, mainly because from a hobby perspective, it's just it's exciting to see those guys in. Yeah, I I think it's uh that definitely adds some interest and you know especially like I this year I like honestly I so badly wish that the the Cardinals and Dodgers would have to have a playoff game and I don't think that they would do this but Jack Flaherty and Walker Bueller Oof. that matchup has already happened a couple times this year I would love to see it come down to that and I so badly wish those the the Cardinals and Dodgers were in the same division because mm-hmm. that would be an awesome matchup to follow throughout their careers. But um you know as, as far as the hobby impact, I mean like the like the Brewers, I, I don't know what it does if, you know, Yelich wins MVP and and leads into the World Series victory. Um their cards have been pretty weak. I mean their checklist has been pretty weak like Brandon Woodruff rookie right. or nothing. So yeah, I, I I don't know how much impact that would have, but I do think it would be fun to see. Now, um, the Rockies too, though. I mean, they've they've had Ryan McMahon in the early stuff, and then they've had a few rookies in the like second half of the releases. So, it might be interesting to see what that does for them. Yeah, that's true. I didn't think about that. I didn't think about that, and, and I feel like I you can consider like David Dahl rookie still. I feel like the guy hasn't gotten any exposure, and the guy's starting to explode. So that'd be kind of interesting to see. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I didn't even think about the Flaherty and Bueller matchup would be just ridiculous. So if they do tie, which is obviously a possibility, they're both you know one game apart. Mm-hmm. They would play on October first for the play-in game to get in the wild card. That would be awesome. Yeah, I now now. Just traditional baseball logic would tell you that you don't put a rookie in that spot, so it would require kind of a leap of faith through um, from from both managers to make that happen. But gosh, that would be so fun to watch. I would I, I would have to reschedule a break for that one. <laughs> I think people would understand. Or you got to have it like on the in the background, commentating on the game while you're breaking. 
Like it's got to yeah. be kind of a side by side thing. Yeah, I, I'd tune in for that for sure. <laughs> <laughs> You'd have to be breaking a baseball product though. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, fair. I like that. I, I'm I'm really excited. It's going to be a fun weekend. Uh, you're going to be in the middle of it, so mm-hmm. uh, I I wish I could say the same. Although I I kind of feel like the Brewers are the Royals reincarnated with you know with the multiple Royals players we have over there. So I'm kind of yeah. I'm kind of rooting for the Brewers too. Yeah, so we'll see. Um, let's shift. Uh, let's shift to the NFL. How? Uh, I guess stand back a minute. We're three weeks through. Three weeks in a game. We had the um, who do we have? The Rams and the Vikings last night. What are yeah. kind of your thoughts on the NFL through three weeks so far? My thoughts are I I follow football and I like football and I thought I knew a lot about football. And after let's see, three weeks in one game, I don't know. I don't know anything about football. I mean, I, I saw I saw the Vikings in week one, and I was like, man, this looks like a Super Bowl team. And um, now they're what one, two, and one, right? Getting um, lit up by the Bills. Yeah, and you know the Bills. I mean, they were embarrassing, and then all of a sudden they they put it to the Vikings. Um, that's that's one thing that's fun about football, though. You know, it's um, it, it's I mean, the whole any given Sunday, uh, it really does apply. I mean, the Browns almost beat the Steelers in week one, you know. Yeah. Um, so I I don't know, man. I I just I, I love it. And I wa- I love watching how a season unfolds. Um, I now I, I will say this and, and I'm not saying this because they lost last week. I have been looking to jump like to. So people always act like it's a sin to like abandon a team that you've rooted for. Like, like it's okay. Like the divorce rates, like what 50%. So you can do that, but you can't switch football teams. And, um, <laughs> but the Bengals, man, when, when I found out that their new head coach was their old head coach, like Marvin Lewis is gone. Okay. Finally, because I've been saying for a long time, like the guy would be an awesome coordinator, but mm-hmm. he, he, he cannot establish a culture there of, um, like, I, the Patriots set the blueprint for it, and Marvin Lewis just can't do that. Mm-hmm. And so I was, I was glad when he was finally going to leave, and then he came back. So I've been looking to get off the Bengals bandwagon, and and, and I'll, I'll be the first to admit this: I'm going to be a Week Ten bandwagon jumper this year. That is my goal because I have suffered so many years as a Bengals fan. I'm going to have to just go all in on a team that looks like they're going to get into the playoffs and do something meaningful. That's so. That's my goal for this year. Wow, and I'm sure people would have a lot of bad things to say about me about what a bad football fan I am and everything. But I don't care. I I need a winner this year. Well, m- maybe you're the problem with the Bengals. Maybe you switching off is what they need. Because <laughs> to yeah, that to me they're one of the surprising teams. I mean, they they look really good. Their offense yeah. finally looks so legit. But yeah, I you know I it's it's tough for me because it. I'm I'm not the type of guy who ever wants to see anybody get hurt or anything like that. But man, when Juju put that hit on Vontez Perfect last year, it it felt like that's what needed to happen. Like it, he's just the way he was conducting himself on the field made him yep. and, and it's unfortunate he was so he was so talented, but he was such a liability to that team. And you know, but it was like it doesn't matter how many times you shoot us in the foot if you have talent, we're going to put you on the field. Right. And I, I don't know. I just, I would rather see a team lose because of bad, um, bad coaching or, you know, a rookie quarterback or something 
I would rather see a team lose because of that than lose because of character issues and just a very poor culture. Yeah, that's fair. That's a fair point. Um, so, I mean, if, you, if you're going to divorce the Bengals, I mean, who, who are you going to go marry up this year? What, what, what's the team you're looking at thinking? I mean, if, if you say the Chiefs, <laughs> you, you know how to win my heart. What's yeah. a, you, it's, couldn't, you couldn't do that, though. No, I've I've actually I've considered the Chiefs for a few years, um, but then I was most of my football PC is '90s Buffalo Bills. Okay, it's Jim Kelly, uh, Andre Reid, Thurman Thomas, Steve Tasker, and Don Beebe, Bruce Smith. So um, I was looking at the Bills, and then after the first couple of weeks, I was like, mm, "You're I stepping back. That, <laughs> You'd be stepping yeah. back from the Bengals." Yeah. Yeah. And, um, so gosh, I just, I honestly don't know because there are some teams that I genuinely enjoy watching. I mean, even though like, I, I think Kirk cousins, um, there, there are a couple things he's, I think he's better than Joe Flacco. I think he's probably not quite elite, but close to it. Mm -hmm. Like there are a couple of, uh, little things like stepping up in the pocket and stuff that he's got to <laughs> last night's a good example. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean he's he's been playing too long to to not be able to do that. But I also saw that there was some pressure coming um, in in front of him, like from the right. So I I kind of see why maybe he didn't step up. But he, you mean from the couch in your living room, you saw the pressure that he was getting ready to have. I, okay, fair yeah. point. <laughs> yeah, they, you know they have, they have those cameras embedded in like it's it's almost creepy some of the views and angles they can give us now yeah like, i don't want to be in the quarterback shoes like i don't even i don't play first person mode on uh on madden like I, i'm okay not knowing yeah like, not not being in their shoes i just want to sit back and enjoy and watch but yeah no there uh, there was there was some pressure i mean I, I i could see when they showed the angle from behind him i was like well maybe that's why yeah but still Well, uh, yeah, there, there's a lot of mistakes he's got to figure out, and last night was a great example, again, of him not doing the simple things like stepping up. But, yeah, I'm with you. He, he's one of those guys that I think is completely underrated. Well, underrated is probably not fair. He's getting paid, you know, top quarterback money, so obviously the NFL doesn't think he's underrated. Yeah. But he, he, I don't feel like he gets a lot of respect outside of his paycheck. Paycheck, so. No, and, I mean, even with uh... – like people and franchises are desperate to have that franchise quarterback. I mean, right. Jimmy Garoppolo got paid big time, you know, and I, I hated to see him go down, but, um, you know, he, he was an unproven commodity really. I mean, a few games is that's not a big enough sample size to, yeah. you know, make that kind of financial commitment. I don't think, but I, I don't know. I don't run a sports franchise. I just, you know, I'm, I'm comfortable with my spot in the, in the, uh, <laughs> on my recliner. <laughs> That's right. Um, so who would you say, because you've been breaking some football products, right? Yeah. What, uh, what teams are kind of surprising you with, with a lot of interest and value? I mean, obviously with the, you know, the Baker Mayfields of the world and all that stuff, the top rookies are getting some interest. But what couple teams are kind of standing out to you as getting more value and interest? Um, the Denver Broncos. So I, they're uh, one of the – they're probably in the top – six as far as cost in my breaks okay like, as in uh, the most expensive six most expensive 
Yeah, like okay. the XR, I think they were like 78 bucks or something like that. Okay. But I do $25 in break box for the person with the most hits at the end of the break, and they won both of the XR breaks. Oh, wow. So that so that makes them a $53 team that's getting, you know, like seven, eight hits in, a, in an XR break. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, so they've been good. Um, I, I've seen some breakers price the bucks kind of high. I, I can't sell them at the prices I've seen them for. But Tampa Bay is a fairly solid spot, I think. Uh, as far as the lower cost teams, and then um, why are they drawing interest? That's kind of interesting. I mean, what? What? I mean, Ronald Jones. You got your running back there. Who else is Jordan Whitehead? Who, who's in? I mean, why would they? I, Ronald Jones is all over stuff, but it's it's just one of those it's one of those teams that you're probably you have a good chance of not skunking with them. Gotcha. And I think. I think sometimes when you're when you're looking at a lower cost team, you just want something where you can get something, yeah. you know, like like or you just want to uh, you want a situation where you can buy a spot, not spend a fortune, and just at least have something to show for it. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes but, sense. Uh, but then there's some other, it, and it's it's weird because like I mean the Steelers, of course, they hit a lot, but there are some teams that are high risk, like high risk, high reward. I mean, um, hang on a second, I gotta. Sorry, somebody was trying to call me. There you go. Um, but you know, like with the um, with the Bills, I mean, it's Josh Allen or bust. Hmm. So he's it, at least with like the Cardinals and um, the Browns, you get something else. I guess Jets fall into that category too with the Bills, where you know Sam Darnold or or, or nothing or nothing. Yeah, yeah, that doesn't make it tough because those guys are they're not falling every case in most right. in most situations. So, yeah, I get that. Okay, so that's good. I didn't even think about the Broncos, but and they're typically a good team anyway with good interest, a lot of good yeah. collectors, but you got some good names in there with, you know, Freeman. And is Lindsey's not a rookie, right? Or is he a rookie? Philip Lindsey. I he wasn't, I, if, I think it was last year. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, if so, I'm not seeing any any Philip Lindsey stuff coming out. But you got, I mean, who they take number five? Was it, it was Chubb, they their defensive end, right? Bradley Chubb. Yeah. 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 So you got him coming out and Freeman and Sutton. Yeah, that's that's nice. Okay. Yeah, Deshaun Hamilton. There there are four guys. And I think the key to it is uh I don't think any of their top guys are really um short printed. I mean they're they're not they're gonna be the ones that are to two forty nine, not to forty nine. Yeah. Like, you know, a Baker Mayfield would or something. So I think that makes a big difference too, just the quantity that that were produced. Um gives them a good shot at piling up the hits. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Cool. Well, there's there's four products coming out this month in October here. You got Illusions, you got Impeccable, Phoenix, and Prism. What, uh, if you were to rank those four, what would you rank as ones you would be most interested in? Okay, that was... Yep. Illusions, Impeccable, Phoenix, Prism. You, I think you said earlier you didn't order Illusions. Is that... Right. Okay. So yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> so Illusions, definitely that's four. Illusions can go to the bottom. That was that was just it was terrible last year. I think this year the encased card is gonna be an auto instead of last year it was an encased card. <laughs> like I literally there was nothing at all out of all four cases that anybody cared about oh, in, wow. in the, out of those encased ones. But um so I'm skipping illusions. I have to put impeccable number one. Whoa. All right. Those on card. And, and I say this, 
I like I, I'm actually I've got a pouty face right now about this because I'm only getting one case. Like I did a ton of impeccable last year. I'm only getting one case. Um, so I say that and that's the product that I'm getting the least of that I ordered. So so wait, you you chose to get less or you got allocated less? Oh no, I got allocated. I, I ordered heavy. I think I ordered like eight cases. You got so, cut that much? Yeah. It's um it, it's it's been frustrating. I mean, Holy you know, oh, wow. I, and, and and it's not just me. There are people that have been that have paid their dues. They've been around yeah. a heck of a lot longer than me and right. spend and, and spend a heck of a lot more than me who are in the same boat. I mean, we're it, it's been a very tough year for allocations. Yeah. I mean, if usually one or two cases on football is all I'm getting, unless it's a dud and I'm going to lose money and then somehow I end up with like six cases. But um, <laughs> but yeah, so I would put impeccable number one. Um, okay very low card count. I think it's like 24, 25 cards. And it's, um, gosh, last year it was just such a good value for so many spots. And I know I, I harp on that a lot, but it was like three, four exciting hits per case. And, and that made a big difference. I mean, last year I pulled the, uh, one of one Montana gold bar mm. and, um, you know, but even if there's not a gold bar, there's a silver and, if it's not one of the top tier players, then you've got somebody who purchased the spot for the Ravens that just got a Ray Lewis silver bar and they're excited, you know? Yep. Um, but so there's, um, I, but the on-card autos, I think in impeccable are nicer looking than any other Panini products. It's just as far as the, um, thicker card stock products. Anyway. Right. Right. Um, you know what? Actually, I would say next to the on-card contenders optic autos, the impeccable looked the nicest last year. So. Wow. Okay. Contenders optic. Yeah, that's a good reference there. That was that was a beautiful looking card. Yeah, for sure. Um, uh, so I, I would put Prism at number two. Okay. Um, Just because it's Prism. <laughs> yeah. It's a hard, I, hard argument. Yeah. yeah. I mean, honestly, like I don't. It. it I'm not a sticker auto guy. I know nobody is. I, I know that it doesn't excite anybody. Like, nobody's like, oh man, I wish I would have put that on a sticker <laughs> when they get an on-card auto. <laughs> but, but at the same time, like it's, it, it's a, it's a cool product. It's a fun product, except I will say this. I, I'm sensitive to light and prism is, it, they should call it Panini migraine because like it's, it's tough, man, that the light reflects back and it's just like, it, it goes directly into my brain. Oh and, my goodness. Uh, wow. So, so it's, it's tough for me to break, but people are excited enough about it that it kind of makes up for it a little bit. Yeah. And we've talked about this before in past uh, podcasts. The thing with prism and football that still just kills me is that there's no value on the silvers where yeah. in, in basketball, like you don't need an auto to have a good case of prism. Yeah. I feel like in football, it's still kind of old school in that sense where, you're going to have to have a, you know, quote, nice hit or there's not a ton of value in there. Color doesn't mean a lot in football still. Yeah. I, I think I would probably argue that the Donruss optic rated rookie should be the rookie card to get Hmm. uh, instead of the prism silvers, but like, you know, just, just a certain parallel, but yeah, they have to attach something to make, to have a, like, this is the football rookie to get. Yep. Um, because I mean, eventually, you know, no matter how good a player is, eventually there are going to be enough of his autos, and there needs there needs to be something that doesn't involve an auto or relic that that yep. people care about. Yep, 
Agreed. F- football needs that 100%. Yeah. So, and it, so obviously that means you would put Phoenix at number three. I, I, for, for my own, okay. So if I'm buying boxes for myself, Phoenix is actually number two. Um, I like the Phoenix product. It's not, it's not anything that um, people are talking about two months later or anything, but I enjoy the designs. They're kind of wacky, but that was, that was the product that in 20, what was it? 2016 Phoenix. Yep. Um, I hadn't been back in the hobby too long and my wife bought me a box for my birthday and I pulled a Connor cook laundry tag, uh, one of one laundry tag auto. How nice. And, uh, and, and so that was the first one of one I'd ever pulled. And so I've, I've got a little attachment to that. My son and I collected the Phoenix cards and traded them back and forth and stuff. So I, my, that, that's certainly, uh, impacted my opinion of Phoenix, but <laughs> So for me as a collector, I'd put Phoenix at two, but as a breaker, I'd put Prism at two. Okay, that's fair. And, and the other thing with Prism, though, is the um, price on a case is so dang high now, and, and that's not on Panini. That's it's, it's that's, on yeah. the it's on the the big retailers, the big box retailers. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm, mm-hmm. I, I'm actually I'm probably gonna. Uh, give up one of my prism cases to a new breaker who's i mean he, he said he was going to buy a bot or buy a case for like two grand and i was like no don't do that yeah so <laughs> i i would i would rather i mean if i you know i can give up a case and um you know less work for me i make my money and he's still got some room to make money off of his break but totally. at two grand it's at two grand how, how are you gonna make profit off of that yeah also i mean if you if you go to Breaker culture now type in prism. I'm looking at blowouts price for a prism case. It's twenty two fifty. Uh, and for an impeccable case, you're looking at fourteen eighty. Like I get it. Wow. It's it's. I mean, you're looking what three boxes a case, five autos, so fifteen autos in impeccable versus mm-hmm. the twelve times three, so thirty six. Um, on card for sticker. I, I, I just don't see how you don't go impeccable there. Yeah. If you're paying retail for a case right now, I don't see how you don't go impeccable. Yeah. I And, and you know, there are um, there are cards, you know, from Prism last year that I pulled that had a lot of value. But, gosh, it just – it seemed like every case. Like, I sometimes I'll, sometimes I don't even realize how good a product is until I look at my uh, tubs that I put put packages in before I take them to the post office. Huh. I was like, holy cow, like I didn't – I do free like if somebody hits something big, I'm gonna I'm gonna upgrade them to priority. I'm not gonna make them pay extra or anything. Yep. Um, so I I look down and I'm like, wow, that's a lot of priority mailboxes that I just that I just package. <laughs> and so sometimes I don't realize how good a product is until until that point. I'm like, oh, eight like eight priority mail packages from one case. That's crazy, you know? No kidding. Yeah, that's that's funny. That's a good measurement. <laughs> yeah. Like how much, if it, the more it costs me to ship, the better we did. That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. You know, I think it's, as we talk this, this out, I think what makes, um, what makes impeccable even more intriguing is that it's surrounded by such mediocre products. Yeah. You know, the, the, the week before, um, you got illusions the week mm-hmm. after you got Phoenix that essentially gives impeccable a, a three week padding before prism comes out, which is really the only product that's going to, you know, steal the attention away from impeccable. So, yeah. Well, and so, so here's my one gripe on impeccable. Mm-hmm. It's a three box case. Like I, I say I'm getting one case I'm getting like one case plus two boxes. Mm-hmm. Now, those two boxes, 
I'm probably going to just sell those at cost just to get rid of them mm-hmm. because you can't like with impeccable, you've got a one in three chance that that box is going to be the one that has the silver or the gold. Right. And so it, it's to me, the silver gold box is worth, you know, hundred, $150 more than the other two. So it's, it's not, that's my, that's my only gripe about it. And it's not anything that's Panini's fault or, you know, that could be changed, but, my only knock really on impeccable is it's not a good product for um, individual boxes. Mm. Like don't go out and buy a box of impeccable, buy a case, but with prism, buy all the boxes you want. Yeah. That is good advice. I like it. I like it. Well, cool. All right. Well, we're at 45 minutes, man. It's been a pleasure again. Lots of good insight. I appreciate you uh, being honest with the, with us and hobby. Oh yeah, for sure. Good, good yeah, luck. Thank good- Good luck this weekend with your Cardinals. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me back on. Take care. You got it, man. Have a good weekend. See you. Bye. You too. Bye.